0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Pinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, Dean Montalbano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We are back with our Fix the Franchise series. we got the Arizona Cardinals today.
1: We feel great. This team, when we spoke about them last year, and we did our rebuild for them last year, I think we were pretty spot on, but this team... Did a little bit of a 180 and I feel like their future is actually pretty promising. So I'm excited to talk about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. This this team I thought they were kind of like uh in no man's land and it really kind of in trouble. We're gonna need to take a little bit, but looking at this roster, um, they're a lot better off than we thought they'd be, and they're loaded, absolutely loaded with draft picks this year. So uh Jonathan Gannon, although he may be a little bit out there. Uh, he's got a good spot going. and He really did. Who um, us wrong? Because we all thought he was going to be a one and done
1: type of guy. I did not. Yeah. I did not. Okay, Dean. Cool. Good job, Dean. You didn't. You didn't even know who the guy was. I did one, two. Rich Gannon, the quarterback. Two. two there's two. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with a little bit of the tism, Ray. So I feel like you should tone <laughs> it down. Um, I am one of him. He is one of me. So because of that, that is why I was able to see his success early. And that he has the makings of a of a solid uh, solid NFL coach.
2: <laughs> All right, we're, we're gonna
1: breathe. We're gonna breathe over that.
0: Um, before before we get to the rebuild, um, some crazy news over the last twenty four hours on the coaches front for college football and for the NFL. First off, today we got the news that Nick Saban is retiring. Um, absolutely crazy. The commits are already starting to decommit. So going to be wild for Alabama. Also shout out James Franklin being on the shortlist. His agent definitely, uh, deserves a pay bump for that. Um, Mike Vrabel got can from the Titans crazy. The and, uh, and Pete Carroll is also stepping away. So, uh, some pretty big name coaches will not be around for their respective teams, next year uh i'm sure mike Vrabel is going to be a a hot coach uh probably the first one to get a job so
2: and we and we still got that bill belichick uh right looming over that decision that makes over, so, so much
0: sense that he goes to new england
2: too much sense did that you hear sucks. did you hear the, t- the titan's owner by the way the chick she said no. like, yeah, we wanted to trade him but it would take too long so we just fired him or something that's like
0: good that. like, what? talk about talk about good process that's yeah, that like, that wins football do games do you
1: think there was a a weird under the uh Table agreement
0: no no
1: i don't either i don't know, I, don't even know. So I, I felt i felt compelled to ask but that's so wild that that was actually the quote
0: yeah all right let's get into the cardinals um so as the cardinals went into the 2023 season they needed to fill their gm position from longtime executive steve kime um i didn't even he was there forever which is pretty crazy because I mean, they had success, but it's not like they were lighting the world on fire. Um, also, head coach Cliff Kingsbury was also out. The organization brought in Monty Osenfurt, who was from the Tennessee Titans. Um, he brought in former Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, like we mentioned, to run the team as the head coach. Ossinfurt knew this team needed a lot of work and they wouldn't have Kyler Murray for the first month or two of the season coming off an ACL injury. Um, this team honestly planned really, really well for the 2024-2025 season. They took cheap, short-term deals. Um, they moved around in the draft. They acquired more picks, and they put themselves in a really good position for this upcoming season. Obviously, the play wasn't great on the field. The season was a little rough, as expected. The team went 14 4-13, uh, and 13, playing the second-hardest schedule in the NFL. They played eight teams that won 10 or more games. That's pretty crazy. Um, however, three of the team's four wins came while Kyle Murray was back starting week 10. Um, they also got a ton of contribution from their rookies who were able to grow. They had the most rookie snaps in the NFL. They had the fifth most on offense and first on defense. So, Ray, um, as we head into this offseason, I have to imagine you're thinking the arrow is
2: pointing up for this Arizona Cardinals team. I mean, yeah, for sure. They're Like we said, they're – they really hit well in their draft picks this past year. Um, They have a lot of flexibility with loaded with draft picks uh, in the future in this, in this uh, next draft. And they have a quarterback signed under contract, whether that's going to play out for the entire duration is yet to be seen. But I mean, Kyler flashed when he came back and I mean, this team still does have some holes, but they have the, they have an electric quarterback, which I think makes it so much easier for the GM and head coach to build a winner around them.
0: Right. All right, let's take a look back at the 2023 draft. Like you mentioned, they did really hit on some of these picks, um, and a lot of these guys got playing time. They took Paris Johnson in the first round. They traded around. They had the third pick originally. They traded to 12 um, with the Lions, and then they traded back up to six. um, A third spot, obviously, where Will Anderson went to the Texans. That would have been nice for them, but um, they got a star uh, right tackle in Paris Johnson, who was up and down this year, but – Um, started to play some really good ball towards the end of the year. They took Ray's guy, B.J. Ojolari, edge rusher from LSU. In the second round, had four sacks. Um, Garrett Williams, the corner from Syracuse, in the third round, he missed the first six games. He was coming off of an ACL injury, but has high upside. got a lot of traits. Michael Wilson, also taken in the third round, wide receiver from Stanford, had 38 catches, 565 yards, and three touchdowns. He's going to be a good player for them moving forward. Um, Clayton Toon quarterback from Houston took in the fifth round, uh, Owen Papo, who was another guy we really liked, um, especially from the senior bowl linebacker from Auburn, um, not much playing time to did some good things down, uh, towards the end of the season. Keetra Clark, another corner from Louisville, got some playing time. Um, he was a little bit banged up, but he's another guy who's got good traits. And then, uh, honestly, they really flashed with this other six round pick Dante stills, um, defensive tackle from West Virginia had 47 tackles, and five tackles for a loss, so really
2: nice to hit on some of these guys. Yeah, and Dante stills, that's the one that really jumps out too, and I, I didn't also realize they played him a lot at end too, so he's got that inside-outside versatility in that uh, John Franklin Myers mold. I think he actually even played more snaps uh, as an end than he did in, in on the interior, just just about like maybe like a 2-1 to one or something along those lines, so I was surprised by that for someone who weighs close to 290 pounds. Right. All right. Let's talk about some uh, some foundational pieces that this team can build
0: around Dino. Give me some of your guys that you're looking for uh moving into 2024 and
1: 2025. Yeah, this doesn't even start with Kyler Murray. This doesn't start with James Conner. This doesn't start with Michael Wilson. It doesn't start with Zaven Collins at all. It doesn't start with Paris Johnson even. It starts with one guy and it's a guy who had a second year fucking explosion. Say it. Legit just jizzed everywhere. God was I right. Guy's a fucking absolute stud, Trey McBride, tight end. He's all world. He's, I think, if you're doing a, a a fantasy draft for the whole NFL right now, I think the first tight end taken is between him and Sam Laporta, and I think it's him by a ball hair. Uh, call me crazy, but he's Brucey. an absolute beast. So Trey McBride, you got to be so excited about that in a league now where this position and you know a great tight end is really just it's a cheat code it's a great way to utilize mismatches especially when they could they could out of nowhere block for you well that's a big reason for additionally that they were the second best run uh yards per rush he he's just absolutely a beast i mean we saw several weeks with eight nine ten receptions just feed him all day he's open he'll great yak guy as well Beyond that, I, I feel like it's it's great to touch on the last guy I talked about, uh, Zaven Collins. He he's been solid. He was a, a former first round pick, and he came in and ended up being that guy who seemingly looks all over the field. So good to have that because still. As we addressed last year in the rebuild pod, this is still a team that is devoid of talent in a lot of whole, a lot of ways. So you're going to need a guy who's going to be all over the place on defense who kind of fills in a little bit on that front. So I, I, I'll leave the floor for Ray. I don't want to take everyone.
0: Yeah, Ray, who are some guys that you're looking at?
1: I mean, I think besides the
2: this past draft that just occurred, I think a lot of the, those, the foundation of this team is going to be in that draft and then in this one coming up. But I mean, it's got to be Kyler Murray and Trey McBride are the two obvious ones. Uh, just to go off of what Dean said with Zayvon Collins, I don't know if he's gonna be if he's someone that's gonna be there long term. He's only under contract for this 2024 season, and uh, he's kind of been getting moved around just because like he's a tweener, and I don't know how well he fits in the scheme. So they kind of moved them from off ball onto the edge this year, where he he flashed a little bit, but he was one of those linebackers coming out who didn't really have much of a position. I feel like they wanted to use him as a Swiss Army knife. And I feel like in this Jonathan Gannon's defense, it's not really ideal for that. So I, I'm curious to see if they do retain him, if maybe he gets another year at Edge and produces and will uh, be able to earn a second contract with this team. But I think the main guys are just all the draft picks from this year. Honestly, Paris Johnston, B.J. Ojolari, and then uh, Michael Wilson and Dante Stills. I think those are the real the real four of this team that they got to keep building off of. Right. I also had...
0: Um... I've listed both corners, but honestly, I think you need just one of them uh, to really break out. Um, my money would be on Garrett Williams. I liked him coming out of Syracuse. It was just a lot of injury history.
2: I, but, I was um, surprised. He played mostly slot this year. I was surprised by I thought he was going to be like a more of an outside type of guy.
0: Yeah, I thought Keetra Clark would be the slot guy, but um, you're right. They did have, have Garrett Williams playing a ton in the slot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do because – they have a lot of draft picks. I'm sure they're going to draft corner <laughs> in this draft. Um, For sure. Let's talk about some team needs, Ray. Where are you looking to to really attack?
2: I mean, I think we have those we have to talk about corner. I think that's one position that they they do need some more uh talent on the back end of that defense, but also I think they need another wide receiver to add. Uh they can beef up that interior of the offensive line and then also that defensive line it's getting there with Stills and um But I think a couple more pieces, whether it be a true every down defensive tackle or just another another juicy rusher off the edge. Right. All right. Let's take a look at um, free agency, their cap space and see
0: what they're doing. Like we said, this team has done a really good job positioning themselves for this year. Um, They have 52 million in projected cap space next year. Um, They have the 10th most in the NFL. They have 56 players under contract um some of those contracts they may want to get ahead of um basically the entire offensive line they have right now is a free agent in 2025 um and also Michael Wilson is the only wide receiver signed through 2025 so some of these contracts they might be able to get ahead of um but there's really not much uh for them to to re-sign Hollywood Brown obviously the notable one um but other than that, I, I didn't really have much. I had Chris Barnes, who's a linebacker that they brought in, um, kind of in a stopgap, played well when Kaiser White got banged up. He's just a good veteran. Um, and Greg Dortch is another wide receiver. Those are really the only guys I had um, listed. do you guys have anybody else?
2: Um, Ezekiel Turner, the linebacker, he's a free agent. Uh, he had a lot of time, but I think he kind of lost his job to Papa a little bit down the stretch. And then – Though I think it'll get picked up. Buda Baker it does have a, that club option for this next year, and I, I've been a big Buda Baker fan ever since he got drafted, but he's he's missed some time the last couple of years with injuries, So, and it's just a new regime, so that you always have to consider maybe they want to cut their losses. I think the option's for around eighteen to $20 million too, so it would offer them a lot more flexibility if they do decide to decline. That said, a player of his caliber, I think he just voted to another pro ball. I'd assume they'd want to pick that up for this year, or at the very least – uh, like trade them and get some more assets out of it.
0: Yeah, it's for 19 million this year, but um, like we said, they have flexibility with their cap space, so um, I think they'll probably end up picking that up. And like you said, maybe they look to trade him because he's been a guy that um has talked about some of his frustrations playing there. Um, it was rumored for the basically the last two years that he was going to get traded at some point, and it hasn't happened. Um, so. He, he's a guy definitely to watch out for. Um, this is a pretty clean rebuild, to be honest. There's not many cap casualties that we have. I have DJ Humphreys, a possible restructure. He's coming off an ACL injury. Um, he's owed $22 million, almost $23 million next year. Um, some people are talking about him retiring. He just turned 30 um, a few weeks ago, so... We'll see what happens post ACL recovery but that could be a guy that you're looking to restructure also Jalen Thompson safety he's owed 13 million he's another guy but did you guys have
1: anybody else no I like that you brought up dJ Humphreys by the way he he when he plays has played really well I know he obviously has had throughout his career his injury woes and that would obviously constitute him potentially retiring earlier because he's I believe he's only thirty years old uh just turned thirty around there but if they could keep him to keep playing football at his level and honestly, who cares? Just pay him. You got all the money anyway. Just uh, just as a stop gap while you fill out these other holes and then you you, you fill out your, your left side, uh your left tackle or potentially just another tackle and swing out Paris Johnson out there. I feel like even if they can't restructure him, I feel like that's a guy you definitely keep to keep your quarterback upright.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I think you keep him for this year, depending obviously it's up to him with this whole retirement rumors. But uh, even if you keep him for this year, I think you can get out of that contract the following with only uh, 6 million in dead cap, so You could save roughly $16 million if you keep him for this next year. So I think that's probably for the, for the team's outlook. That's probably the best case scenario. I mean, who even knows they could also extend them and just, and clear up some more cap that way as well, because like we said, he has played, like, I think besides this, ACL injury. He's pretty much been very consistent starting at, on the left side, which you, I think the availability is one of the one of if not the best abilities to have for an offensive lineman. Right. Yeah. So he's his contract is twenty three, and then
0: basically twenty three again in twenty twenty five. So like Ray said, mm-hmm. um, this could be a move for the following year. They really have this whole offensive line back. Not that it played particularly well but we do always like to see continuity between our offensive line. Um, and so they've done a really good job preparing for this 2024 season. Let's talk about some free agent targets because there's not really much to go after
2: um, with their own players. Ray, who are a couple guys that you're looking to target? So, uh, well, I guess we'll stick with that offensive line. I think you do want to add a body or two on the interior. So I was thinking someone like Andre James from, uh, I think, the Rams, or is he from the – is he from the Rams? Why am I blanking? Um, Andre James, the center? No, he's from the uh, Raiders. Uh, he's from Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know why I wrote down Rams. But he's someone who started the last three years consistently for the, the Raiders. Um, He's going to hit the open market. He's only 26. So I think he's someone that kind of fits in with the timeline on this team. And he's played pretty well, uh, in particular, in pass protection. And if you don't want to move on from your center. I think Dalton Reisner, someone from, uh, could be a good target. They need a left guard. I think Will Hernandez has played pretty well on the right side. Uh, Oddly enough, considering how bad he was for the Giants. So if you could bring in someone like Dalton Reisner, who's got a lot of experience under his belt, I think that could really help shore up the interior. And then a wide receiver option, just because we talked about the lack, the lack of depth of the wide receiver on this team. I look at someone like Curtis Samuel, who's just a really, really great athlete. He can play the slot. And uh, with that number four overall pick, still leaves you open where you can get another outside receiver to pair with him and uh, Michael Wilson. Right. I also went slot route um, for
0: the wide receivers, even though Rondell Moore, I think he played like the second most slot snaps in in the NFL, but um, always good to bring in some guys. I thought of a guy like Tyler Boyd, um, just bring in a stable veteran with all these young dudes. Cause like you said, with all these picks and possibly at number four, like they're going to draft a, a wide receiver in the first three rounds, Uh, probably in the first two rounds. I think they draft a wide receiver. So um, I think you can just bring in a stable veteran to help these
1: young guys along Dino, who are some guys that you're looking at? I feel like I'm going to base this off additionally where they're positioned in the draft, because if I'm them, I want to definitely get a Jimmy Newton for sure. It has to be the interior of that D line. I know, I know they, I know they were able to hit on one in this previous draft, but, their statistics this year against the run and additionally the year before are actually appalling. They are chargers. They're 22. They're 2021 chargers level bad. They were rushed on second most in the league, a.k.a. most percentage in a game. Second most percentage person. Each snap is going to be. I apologize. Forty nine percent of the, the second the- most times in the NFL. Bed. Correct. So so nearly 50% of the times that someone snaps a ball against them is the run. So you would assume that they are at least leaning towards defending the run, considering it's done on them the second most in the league. They still were probably just the worst across, they were worst across the board against the run, which is unacceptable that they just they have a few guys in the middle that have the same notoriety as us basically so that basically says it and additionally that's why in the draft i would look for a jimmy newton but the fact that you have the fourth overall pick there's just going to be dogs available out there it's, it might be too rich i don't know if you want to trade back or trade up from where you are i think 21st um in in the back end of the first but uh that's why i think in free agency you just need to absolutely assassinate this interior d-line position and i don't know who's going to be there there are a lot of guys who have their contracts up i don't know who's going to get who's going to get uh tagged we're gonna have to wait for all that but there's a lot of big names that could potentially be out there and be surprises you have christian wilkins from miami you have justin matabuke out of but from Baltimore, I think this guy will definitely be available considering how many guys they do have to pay, and that's a Javon Kinlaw, who is a fir- former first-round pick, uh, high draft pick, uh, really high ceiling, hasn't been able to stay healthy. Not exactly a guy who's going to be awesome against the run, what I'm saying, but still a guy that you definitely want to add to the interior of your trenches. And then additionally, DJ Reader, I think he's about to be 29. I think he'll definitely be available since he probably will not resign him. He'll... Command a lot on the open market. I think you grab a DJ Reader all day long. Quentin Jefferson from the Jets. There's just a lot of guys actually. And I was going through it. There's potentially going to be a, a a great litter of uh interior defensive linemen in this upcoming 2024 offseason. So that's where I would definitely go with the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, the guy I had listed for uh for the interior defensive line, because I was thinking the same thing um was Michael Pierce. Also from the Baltimore Ravens, because okay. I got to believe after the season that Justin Marbuke has had that they're going to pay him. Yeah. Um, so you probably don't end up paying two interior defensive linemen, especially one that's about to be 30. But um, Michael Pierce has been really good for a really long time. Um, it's just somebody that you can clog gaps with. Um. So I really like him. Right. you got somebody else?
2: Yeah, that's sticking with the same position. I had uh, Leonard Williams. Mm-hmm. And it's a different scheme than he's usually played in. He's never really played in a, like a nice attacking four, three, which is why it's kind of intriguing for me. He's always been like a two gapper. So we know his ability to stop the run, but I'd love to see him in a, just a four down, just attack gaps too. And just see if we can unlock a little bit more pass rush uh, potential with him. So that's, a, that's a, an intriguing one in my opinion. Right. Uh, I have a couple corners also
0: listed Cause I think they definitely need to bring somebody in. Um, Jalen Johnson makes a lot of sense for me. If they're going to pay up for one free agent, um, they played a ton of man coverage this year, which was kind of surprising because from the Eagle scheme, they played a lot of zone. Um, but this team this year for the Arizona Cardinals, they played a ton of man coverage. Um, Jalen Johnson, very comfortable in man coverage. Some other guys um, a little further down the list. If you want to just get some stable veterans, Sean Bunting, um, who's had a good year for Tennessee, and then uh, and Shaq Griffin, who's had some good years, kind of bounced around. He was in Carolina this year. Um, I imagine they're gonna they're gonna draft somebody, but like I said, my thought process really for a lot of these free agents was just getting stable veterans to go along with these young pieces that they're gonna add.
2: Yeah, I, I, similar mold. I just had ch- uh, Chobi a Mm. How do you put it? Chidobie Chidobie Awuzie? Owuzie. Yeah, uh, Awuzie. <laughs> thank you. Uh, went to school in Colorado, so maybe come back out west from uh, Cincinnati. I think he's 28, too. So he's a stable veteran. You could get him to a two-, three-year deal, so you don't have to pay him too much, too. So I think he's a, a good middling free agent that could really help shore up that back end. Right. All right, let's talk about the draft Um,
0: Before we get to the mock I just want to talk a little bit about process Because this team has got so many picks Um, This team has got 13 picks Coming up in this draft They have 6 picks in the top 100 They have 4 They have 21 from Houston They have 35, 66, 71, 86 And they also have 104 Just outside the top 100 Absolutely crazy Um, Ray, if you're them what is the thought process going into the draft? Is it best player available because you have a ton of holes? Or is it we have so many picks, we're going to get the guys that we like?
2: Um, I think you can play it a little bit both, to be honest with you. I think I think you sit you stand pat at four and you just assess the board, let it come to you. There's a, there's at least six to seven elite prospects in this draft class. So you can afford to wait there. I think if they were going to trade up, it'd be with that 21st pick. I think I could see them attacking a cornerback in that mid-teens area that they really like, or even someone like Jerzon Newton that Dean mentioned. So I think if you're going to move up, it'd be with either that second first or even their second-round
1: pick to get three firsts, right. or the old Joe Douglas route. Like yeah. That. Yeah, no, this – I mean, this has to be exciting. That This is a wild amount of draft picks, especially, again, in the first 100, first 104 so it this needs to be b p a all day. It can't be anything else.
0: What Just a wild
1: turn and what have a, this, yeah,
0: what a wild it turnaround was. too, from the start of the season where it was like they're not gonna play Kyler Murray. He's gonna sit up the whole year. they're gonna move on from they're gonna move on from him. It's gonna be Caleb Williams. It'll be Drake May, and then now we're all in on Kyler. Was I like, not
1: the only one who fucking said you
0: you maybe we weren't the only one, but
1: I thought I was hand up, you were, hand up, you were always on this. Oh, baby, let's go. Finger on the pulse. Finger on the FOTP. Somebody clipped that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's get to the mock draft. Um, we got a lot of picks to get through. Um what they have? One, two, three, four, five, six
2: picks we gotta make uh in, in these first start. three rounds. No, no trading.
1: Okay. Really? I was gonna say before we start, if say the first three picks, and it's very high chance it goes this way, are you know Caleb, Drake, and Marvin trading out with that four pick? I think we're. I mean, that's crazy. Um, Restart it. I hate that.
0: (laughs) You want me to restart it? I hate that. The the draft. The draft order went Caleb
2: Williams, Drake May, and then Malik (laughs) Neighbors went third um That's not possible. I mean, it's I mean, it's possible for Marvin Harrison to be on the board. Though I don't think you
1: need to restart it. I think it's it is. Possible. It is. It is definitely possible for Marvin being on the board because it'd be wild. But the Patriots just don't draft. Yeah, they would go. They'd, the they'd probably
2: end up going to tackle if, if, if it wasn't Marvin Harrison. But like, yeah,
0: I I agree. I think if it's Marvin Harrison there, then they end up going tackle. Um But let's play this out. Marvin Harrison's on the board um they also yeah. need a tackle obviously
2: but no oh, you
0: sprint we're taking Marvin, Marvin. Harrison yeah, yeah you sprint
2: in Marvin you
1: okay sp- no you don't sprint in you you legitimately you like reach sonic speed and you bring it in now okay. this is where it gets fun oh this baby. is this is gonna be really fun dude six, I mean, six? six is crazy I mean you um, take three
0: we took we took we took Marvin Harrison at pick four. We're at pick twenty-one. Some of the guys who are available right now, um Teron Arnold, Laatu Latu, Chris Braswell, Braylon Trice, um, Ennis Rakestra, Jordan Morgan, Mari Lasseter. I mean, they Troy Fontenau, Grant Barton. I mean, we're littered right now with, with good players. Um for me, oh, this is tough. I love Laatu Latu so much. And I think he fits really well in this scheme where they could just go and attack.
1: I but technically like, have Latu.
0: I mean, I think we all have Latu higher. over Terion or, or so or. yeah.
1: But I I wouldn't mind either. I kind of I kind of saw Terion. That's why I said it instantly Terion. But I, I mean layout to Latu at twenty-one, I think is a, a steal for sure. Well,
0: we're picking at thirty-five too. So let's see the corners who are here, and if we feel comfortable drafting another corner or if we feel comfortable drafting another edge or an offensive lineman, like I would be okay if like Lasseter fell, or I really like TJ Tampa too. Um, let's take a look at the edges. JT, Jonah Ellis, Chubb Robinson. I really, I mean, by the way... Edge is definitely
1: deeper. By the way, love... Love Jonah Ellis going to this team later on in the draft, for sure. He's also a a guy that Utah uses him strictly. Just go get it. And he loved employing and trying out several different kinds of of spin moves and, and pass rushing moves. I feel like in this kind of scheme, you would definitely want him as well. Okay. I have lots who ranked
0: higher than Terry on Arnold, but the way that this board is gonna fall, most likely, like Ray said, edges deeper than corner, especially in this late first, early second, I think we go Terry on Arnold here.
1: I, I I would I would agree. I'm fine with either though. I Ray, what do you think it's a lot too higher. I
2: mean, I, I for me personally, I my first thought was uh, Jordan Morgan. I just love the idea of putting him at guard and then swing him at the tackle when DJ Humphreys contract is up. That being said, I do understand that offensive line is a lot deeper in this class. Uh Terry on Arnold, when he comes when he talked about supply and demand, I think that makes the most sense. Hit it. Right. You like Morgan. You like Morgan better than uh Graham Barton? Uh I like I think Morgan's more of a pure tackle, personally, but I also think so. I think just long-term situation, I think he can play guard and then kick out the tackle in a year or two. So that's just my reasoning there. And it's the Arizona uh connection fair enough all right we're gonna take on arnold here at 21 so first
0: pick was marvin harrison the second pick we got tarion arnold what a draft class we are starting to build we're on the clock here at pick 35 and we still got a slew of players that we really like um it kind of sucks there was an absolute run on these tackles fine nice. and tackle. jordan morgan went
1: yeah. um so we could. I don't know. Maybe, a little, maybe a little early, but Joe Ellis would be a fun pick. Or Graham Barton. Barton's there. I think I'm taking Barton over Ellis. I, def- I have Barton over over Ellis for sure in mine. Ray, what I mean, are you
2: thinking? I, I, I love Graham Barton in this spot. I think it helps. He could play either of those two weaker interior off-the-line positions. What about, um, what about Tyler
1: Guyton? I'm not a Guyton guy, personally. I do like Guyton, but I, that would be – I feel like you take him if you know DJ Humphreys is retiring, which I don't think is going to happen. That being said, too,
2: I mean, I'd also love Chop Robinson in this spot and I trust the interior of the offensive line in round three. I think Chop Robinson has elite traits, and him here is pretty, uh, pretty juicy. Ooh, okay. I like
1: Chop as well. Let's take Chop. Why is he him and this, BJ Ojulari? Why is he this low? I I think this is no no not not that he won't be available here. I don't mean that. I think he I just, will. I, I just mean like why is he forty six rank on there? I don't know. Definitely chop.
0: All right, we're even, taking I chop
1: I here. See, I didn't even see him there. To be completely honest with you. All right, so we took Chop
0: Robinson would pick thirty five. We're on the clock here at pick sixty six. So We got wide receiver, um, corner, edge. We I think we should look towards the offensive line, but it doesn't look like the offense. ooh, I love Rook here, if that's what we do. Um Christian Haynes, I haven't watched him, but he's gotten
1: a lot of good pub. Um Yeah, the bl- the publicity on him has been has been positive.
0: Yeah, um I'm taking Rook over all these
1: guys here. What else I mean, is available at the top? You moved you moved quick. A lot of linebackers. Uh I I definitely I definitely like Rook a lot here.
0: I mean, I don't hate Edron Cooper or Jeremiah Trotter because
2: Trotter's going back, isn't he? Trotter. I'm like 99% sure Trotter's going back. Is it? Is yeah. It? I'll look it up. You you can keep scrolling.
0: Yeah,
1: two more picks.
0: Um, it's, I think we take Rook here. This round is nuts. Um, because they just they need some some bodies along that defense. I agree. Line.
2: Are you okay with that? Rook's a big I'm, dude. I'm very okay with that. I love Rook. All right,
0: let's do it. We're gonna take Rook Aroaro at pick sixty six. Also, a great name. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what a name that is. All right, so we're on the clock here. at pick seventy-one. Kind of the same players still out there, so I think we can just kind of go wherever. Can we? Um, even, can we look at running back? Uh, yeah, we can. James Connor is under contract for one more year. So is Michael Carter. Um, so let's. I talk
1: like. About- I let's like a. I was um,
2: wrong on Jeremiah Trotter by the way. Just want to get that out there. Apparently, if Barrett Carter
0: is going to. Is he going to Texas? Barrett Carter. He's going maybe to
2: someone. Maybe that's what I was thinking of.
0: I um. Right. How you feel about running back in this situation?
1: Again, I think we, with, did, we we did this last time, but it, it's it's kind of cool getting them a like a Bucky Irving type, a uh, an actual good player at what Michael Carter's trying to do for them. I feel like that'd be kind of cool watching it with with. With uh, Kyler, I feel like we haven't seen that in his career yet. Really, I think a change of pace back like that. I don't. Th- I don't think
2: it's necessary. Personally, I think if you're going to go offense, I think you kind of want to get offensive line here, um, help beef that up. Or I kind of. I also love uh, Bullard as a like hybrid safety. You can play nickel too.
1: If you're going to go d- defensive I, side of the ball, I definitely like Bullard. I honestly yeah. don't even know it was available. I was just yeah, watching. I so. I feel like we almost have to attack the
0: offensive line. Yeah. Well, Christian uh, Haynes is still there. Should we take Christian Haynes? Hey, look at
1: the interior.
0: You would be It the was
1: first. Haynes and Mahogany. Uh, fir- I also yeah. love Zach Fraser.
0: I do too. Love, love Zach Frazier. I mean, I also love Zach Zinter. You could probably wait on him though, coming off an injury. There yeah, Zach, I could say I love too. Um, all right, you want to take one of these guys? Let's go, Ains Zach Frazier or Frazier. Let's go Frazier. All right, let's take Zach Frazier. Give him center, a center from shout West out, Virginia. Out, he could, he can most likely play guard. Um, he's got really good feet. Uh, where I pick eighty five. This is fucking crazy. How many picks they got in a? In a three-round mock, uh, let's go anywhere here.
2: <laughs> <I can laughs> you know, anywhere. Like, anywhere is exactly where we need to go. Let's see. Um, we already went defensive tackle, right? Yes, yes we got to Rook. Rook.
0: Like we could still we could double up on position. Like I don't hate doubling up on wide receiver here.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I definitely think we go. Think about it. Is is the Hollywood going to come back? They. You know, I, I kind of love. Robin I know Wilson, we got more. I know we got Marvin, but.
0: They have so many small wide receivers.
1: Yeah. Damn! Oh my. God. Um, I, I can't wait to watch Marvin. Harris. I like Roman
0: Wilson. I also I like Torrey Horton. He's a good player. He's physical as hell.
1: I haven't seen him um, much.
2: I I just like Roman Wilson. Like I think um with Michael Wilson and um Marv Harrison with their size, I think Roman Wilson's athleticism. He can play inside out. I I, I do like him. He's bringing some juice too. All right, let's take Roman Wilson here add more wide receivers
0: to this room because they need it. Like I said, Michael Wilson's the only wide receiver under contract through 2025, so they need it for sure. As we wait for our draft grade, how do we feel about that? That's gotta be an A. That was that was star studded. I mean you get that many picks. There's so and... many picks it's got to <laughs> be an A, right? We got an A minus. What the fuck, PFF? They didn't like they didn't like big Zach Frazier. No, they hated Zach Frazier. Fuck. Ray doesn't know ball at Ray all. Ray does not know <laughs> <man>. <laughs> But um, this,
1: this, 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 I mean, those first four picks, I think that these three rounds are amazing, but those first four picks are exactly what you want to attack. Yeah, this is an instant team turnaround.
0: So we'll yeah. go through the picks um, at pick four. In the first round, we took Marvin Harrison Jr. With our second first round pick at pick 21, we took corner Terry on Arnold from Alabama. In the second round, we took chop Robinson edge from Penn state in the third round. We took Rook Aroro, uh, interior defensive lineman from Clemson. Uh, with our other two third-round picks, we took Zenner, center, Zach Frazier from West Virginia, and then Roman Wilson, wide receiver from Michigan. I feel great about the direction of this team, honestly, after this draft, and Kyler's yeah, like, got to be happy as hell.
2: I like how you, we, we beefed up the middle with Zach Frazier and Rook, and then a lot of fucking skill and uh, just overall athleticism with Marvin Harris and Chop Robinson. Terry on Arnold and Roman Wilson. I I mean, I don't think Chad Robinson ends up falling this far. I think he ends up being a top 25 pick personally, but um, there are, there are holes that people are starting to pick at, but with someone getting someone with that athleticism off the edge in this scheme, pairing him and uh, BJ Ojalary, I think that really sets up this defense nicely. Yeah. For how deep this draft is, especially with these skill guys.
0: Um, I think it's really important for a team like this, who has so many picks, with so many needs that they really need to attack this area. And then you can kind of fill in the rest during free agency with stable veterans. Um, and I think that should be their
1: plan moving forward. I also like that. We kind of, not that we, not that we abandoned it. We still grabbed Zach Frazier, uh, you know, 71st overall. So addressing a pick that's still fairly early pick to, to address the interior of this whole line. But I I feel like, I like the other positions we attacked more considering they have a Kyler Murray, a guy who is so mobile and has great awareness and great poise to him where he can kind of make up for a, a, a tiny bit lack of, you know, protection of course. And and this old line that they already have in place has done great uh, as far as run blocking. So we killed it. Nice. Anything else before we get out of here, boys? No, this is a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison gets like 3,000 yards receiving.
0: Fair enough. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our Arizona Cardinals rebuild. Stay locked in with us. We have a lot more draft stuff coming. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to give the people a, a quick rundown of the schedule for the next few weeks. Um, next week, we have... Mock Draft 3.0 coming out, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be hype. Um, Washington Commanders fans, if there are any, <laughs> we're going to fix your franchise yeah. um, next week. Uh, starting January 22nd, the L.A. Chargers, we're going to fix your franchise, which you desperately need. And the New York Jets, we know many of you are Jets fans, Um So we're obviously going to take a look at the Jets, even though we don't need a rebuild. We're a fucking Super Bowl contender. Um, And then January 29th, we got our first position rankings, boys. We got the quarterbacks to start out with. So I'm very pumped for that. That's going to kick off our position series. Boys, it's going to be a hell of a ride. As uh, always, please.
1: Riveting. As Take always, please
0: back. rate and subscribe to the pod, and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the Number Two, and stick with us as we continue towards this 2024 NFL Draft, fellas. Appreciate you.